At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? What would you do if you could build strong strategic partnerships and alliances and turn around all the struggles that you're facing specifically in a global market or through strategic partnership alliances, disrupt your industry and create tremendous impact. Hey, it's Isabella Lombicure, the world messenger. And today's Legacy Leader Show, I will be talking exactly what it takes to create these fantastic strategic partnerships that so many companies are trying to obtain and trying to figure it out the best path forward. In my opinion, strategic alliances are the most important right now and with the right types of partners. Because as we're navigating the business landscape and catalyzing growth and obviously trying to continuously to innovate and transform, it's very important also to understand where is our global outreach and how this global outreach is impacting us. So you see in era of complexities and market dynamics, these alliances are more beneficial than ever before when they're done right. We have such an opportunity because it's not only essential to have rather right tools, but it's also obviously companies that are seeking to expand on a global horizons, to leverage shared expertise, and also to navigate these intricacies that we're seeing the global market is taking on. From global business management perspective, strategic perspective, as well as a leadership perspective, I wanted to really look at what it takes to establish with top tier companies, organizations across the board, and the nations, these amazing three opportunities where we can access new markets or establish even better in existing ones, right? Pool resources for mutual benefit, which I think is tremendous right now, specifically because we've seen shifts and drives in technology space. And also as thirdly, collectively address the challenges because we're seeing so many challenges that are definitely too vast for any single entity to tackle. And if we just take that in consideration, we have tremendous path forward. You see, strategic alliances are not just the pathways to shared success. That is what used to, for a lot of companies, be the case and used to be done in a ways that even uh, 10, 15 years ago, not necessarily always worked effectively because they were not established with the right criteria. It was not dele delegated and done in a way to create win-win. There was a lot of different dynamics that really affected as a result, not only companies' reputation, but as well as collaborative efforts uh, that as a result, so many companies are having hard time to rebuild or expand 
because the old model, it's not any more effective and it does not work and it's not going to work. And it's time to look at this through different lens. It's very important to look at what is the cornerstone of sustainable forward-thinking business strategy? What is also sustainable forward-thinking leadership? And also ultimately, what global interconnectedness we are creating with the world. As a result, I truly wanted to share the five key components that I've found to be instrumental in the process. Um, specifically when we look at things from geopolitical changes that we don't have control over it and also environmental stuff. And of course, as we're seeing due to other disruptors that have to be now forward thinking strategic alliances in a place. We have to look at things from critical business segment. Uh, where do executive leadership perspectives dr uh, and drivers apply? specifically in these five major areas. Number one, market inspection, expansion, and diversification. How do we expand? How do we create win-win? How do we expand on the customer base? Where our product and services are being desired? Where can we apply ourselves? What types of barriers we're running into and what the drivers are creating those barriers? How can we change those local dynamics on, in the market? How can we reach the broader audience? All of those questions are crucial as we're expanding further. So market expansion diversification also should look at through the lens, not only of today's global economy, but also diverse significant impact the company's growth is intended to do, as well as also opportunity to really establish your company, your brand uh, through uh, innovation, growth, but also resilience. That is where sustainability comes in play. The second point that I wanted to tie to the market expansion diversification that I just mentioned is innovation. Innovation through collaboration. More than ever, we have opportunity to innovate and also to collaborate as a result of it. Because right now on so much of innovative frontier, we're seeing so much that is happening that is disrupting the rapid scale. For example, we're seeing AI and machine learning and other technologies disrupting, but also huge gap in skill sets. Frankly, we have a huge gaps in leadership, little right now in AI, for example. So how is it important to pool special resources, knowledge, and expertise, specifically when we're dealing with not only strategic partnership and alliances, but where we undertake very ambitious projects, research, solutions, in order to really create these breakthroughs and breakthroughs that is going to help us to show what is possible. And if we're not able to do that effectively, then innovative through collaborative approaches will not be sufficient and will not work as effectively as I could. And then also it's very important to be humble, to understand that you can, or we can, or I can do all of this alone. That is why we're looking, how can we problem solve together? What, what we can do, who is already doing something in that space? How can we 
put our minds and heads together and create phenomenal new products and services that are going to be moving the needle across the world in the right direction. That also, of course, always leaves the two pieces of the puzzle, processes and people. We cannot move that without including them in that equation. And that really leads to something that we're seeing so much rising up in the recent months and definitely in recent years. It is the risk. Risk management, it's all-time high. As a result, we need to find out ways, how can we risk share and how can we find a solution together? So risk sharing and management would be the one as a third major pillar of this blended integrated approaches for strategic partnership and alliances. And why I'm saying this, because I'm seeing the risks being all-time high internally, just even for the local, literal and for national, international companies. So it's very arrogant to really say that we are, we got this because we have to figure it out how we, it's just beyond, not just the capital investments, it's beyond that. It's also familiarity of point of entry of the new markets. For many places, just this year, markets shifted so dramatically, even if we had a presence in them, they might be still feeling familiar because new laws, regulations, new conditions uh, occurred. And as a result, we are looking at things from resource perspective, from responsibility, and frankly, from executive perspective, where these companies can expose financial and operational risks, and where these needles to pull things for ambiguous projects can really bring us forward in something that I think is so, so daunting for so many companies. As a result of those strategic partnerships, this can be less daunting and as a result can be much more effective. Are you game to try? That is the big piece of the puzzle, right? The fourth component, the fourth pillar that I'm finding extremely important is also understanding how some brands and reputation are aligned with those strategic partnerships. We're seeing so much. There's some brand new companies that are definitely dominating the markets and have amazing brands. They're focusing on the right things, including ESGs and social responsibility, for example. While some that existed for 100 years, Fortune 500 companies, for example, are crumbling because they damage so badly their reputation and the way the leadership's acting that affected not only internally, um, directions from their stakeholders, uh, their talented teams, but also their customers. And frankly, brand popularity, brand trust. So we have tremendous risks, yes, but we also have tremendous opportunities where we can tie these financial and operational risks and create something that are going to build a strategically uh, right uh, reputation and domination in a market based on collaborations we choose with specific brands that others uh, are not only attracted to, but they also trust uh, from investor standpoint, from consumer standpoint, and frankly, from the top talent. And the fifth pillar that I also find tremendously beneficial and many not talking about is access to, to new technologies and skills. Because right now, new technologies are emerging on rapid scale more than so many companies can rub their head around. And it's overwhelming. I totally understand. 
specifically because so many crucial skills are missing. Skills that are related not only to technology itself, but also around the best practices. And what do we now do with this technology and how do we apply it? Because we see so much gaps there, right? But then we can also figure it out where these capabilities can tie together and how they can with cutting edge technologies and learning curve, which is huge component where we train other talent and teams and create those internal capacities to really drive these best practices forward. But what is really important when you look at these five pillars that I just shared to really look at what are the criterias to create the benefit to achieve them? Which lens we should be looking through? And ironically, I found another five key elements for those five pillars to be supported to create tremendous strategic alliance and partnership that we're talking about that is not going to only drive growth and expansion, but also sustainability and recognition, and frankly, much more needed innovative solutions and positive impact. So when I'm asked about that in recent conversation, one thing that comes up to my mind was about how we have strong strategic alignment, or do we? It's very important to look at, is it matching with our goals and objectives? Is it matching with our values? And are those alliances going to align with the company's long-term strategies? And if that is the case, that is fantastic win. If it's not, then might not be the right partner for that particular goal and objective you're trying to achieve. It's so important to pause and reflect on that. The other key component that I found is very important is how effectively we manage our relationships. I am surprised to see how many managed relationships are done with old-fashioned style, whining and dining, possible customer or consumer, and doing things based on solely uh, transactional place-in-order type of approach. That does not work. Transactional approaches are dead. Nobody, not, we know, want to be sold, but this is beyond and above of just typical uh, expecting that existing customer will just continue to keep their loyalty in play in a check. If we're not doing things in a way that is transformative and innovative, and if we're not really looking for mutual respect and clear communications and also relationship that is win-win, those relationships will not give you that top strategic alliance and partnership you're looking for. In addition, if we're not also looking things from effective relationship management building, a uh, piece that is essential, which is the third key component, cultural compatibility. That builds so strongly in that. Are we culturally compatible? How this really works? If I'm having champion culture, which you guys know already by now that I'm super excited about champion cultures and champions and creating champion environment so that everybody internally is thriving as well as also creating phenomenal experience for the customers. How is that going to be possible with someone who does not actually put so much value on developing their team or leaders or frankly their culture, but just maybe looking for the bottom line? That's definitely not the right strategic partner. So it's definitely something for to consider. Fourth key that I found to be essential in all these conversations as 
strategic alliance and partnerships are being made specific with top tier companies in the world, it is also opportunity to continuously evaluate situation, to really look at and say, what are we looking here from performance standpoint? What we're looking here from relevance standpoint? How are we ensuring that this is going to continue to meet the right objectives? What needs to change? What needs to improve? And what is actually needs to stop? If we're not having those hard conversations and looking things with proper KPIs and ROIs, we're gonna be stuck. And we have more than ever opportunity to look at that. So continuous evaluation will be the one of the really strong stepping stones. And the fifth key, I wanted to tell you um, that I'm seeing so many organizations that are capable to have all, but yet they're not because they're not agile and they're not adaptable. They're not willing to change because of the resistance and circumstances that need to be changed that to that help them to catalyze and uh, create these amazing alliances and opportunities to move forward. They're constantly moving and shifting in the wrong direction. So what are you going to be happening if organizations do consider and create culture of resistance, culture of change, and culture of desiring of agile and adaptable environment. Frankly, based on what I'm seeing, magic can happen. And as a result, these strategic partnerships can truly expedite the growth, the reach, outcomes, and as a result, create tremendously sustainable, not only companies, solutions, but also tremendous impact. The world needs more than ever. I'm really intrigued to hear your comments as well as anything you want to share. How are you doing and handling and tackling your strategic partnerships? Do you need assistance to help with that? And if you're looking for uh, partners in crime that can help you to do that, I will look forward to hearing from you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.